Your employees expect top-tier medical benefits like comprehensive care access, but how can you balance these expectations against rising costs across your full benefits portfolio? Find savings and opportunities in your most highly utilized benefit, your pharmacy plan. Did you know that hospital employees fill 25% more prescriptions each year than other industries? How can you tell if all those prescriptions were needed or if you could have had significant cost savings by filling at your own hospital pharmacies? Tap into these opportunities with an independent pharmacy benefits partner and solutions designed around your unique requirements and resources. Rx Benefits provides pharmacy benefit strategies, from expert advisory services to programs that leverage your hospital pharmacy's purchasing power, all while offering competitive benefits with award-winning customer service. We've been working with hospitals for over 15 years, and our clients range from rural and critical access hospitals to large health systems, with healthcare-specific solutions that make the most of hospital assets and dispensing capabilities. Visit us at employers.rxbenefits.com or click the link in the show notes to learn how to boost your benefits with an optimized pharmacy plan. Astra listeners, welcome to another episode of the Astra Podcast. I'm Sam Yurkos, Luke Kerrigan. I'm here with Matt Kaiser from Memorial Herman Health System down in Houston, Texas. Matt, Actually just gave an amazing presentation here. We're live in Austin at the NACR convention. It's the National Association for Healthcare Recruiters. All about candidate experience. What's fascinating to me about what Matt's done in his career is over 20 years, it hasn't just been in healthcare. He's held a lot of different roles. And I'm imagining, you know, once, once I get into the questions here, that all of this experience really played a role in how he positions health, uh, talent uh, talent acquisition and candidate experience for Memorial Herman today. So Matt, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks Luke. It's uh, it's great to be here. I'm excited to talk about the uh uh, what we just uh, talked about uh, at NACR, which is the candidate experience. Absolutely. So start off, if you could, you started off this presentation really well, right? What is the definition of candidate experience? So the definition of the candidate experience really is about the perception that someone has of your organization and what it's like to work at your organization. It really starts with the brand and ends with onboarding. And it's that experience that they have along the way. And there's a lot of things that make up the candidate experience. But as you think about the candidate experience, it's really a journey for that candidate. And that's what we talked a little bit about earlier today is what is that journey that that candidate takes from the time that they see your organization from what we call that first touch point or the external touch points, that first impression, all the way through until the time they come on board. Um, and the way we've kind of broken it down is um, it's really a series of five touch points. You've got your, you know, your external touch points, your career site, which is another touch point, the application process, which is part of the candidate experience, the interview process, and then ultimately that pre-boarding and onboarding process. And, and that's the idea when you think about the experiences to make sure that candidates have a positive experience at each of those touch points and all the way through that process. So when you were evaluating everything, when you got to Memorial Herman, what, what was step one for you? Because there's a lot of step points in the process. Like what, For the listeners, if, if they haven't started yet, or they're yeah. like, oh my gosh, let me start focusing on this, right? Where can they get a quick win, would you say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I think, you know, I think there's probably a couple of different places. Um, you know, the, the first thing to look at is really the brand out there um, and, and what you're doing out there online, kind of those first touch points. And so it's really just making sure that you're providing a positive experience for candidates that are seeing your jobs, that are coming to your career site. You're making it easy for them to access the site, easy for them to find what they're looking for on the site, and ultimately easy to, for them to kind of go through the process. And so I think it's, it's first looking at those uh, kind of brand touch points to make sure that they're a positive reflection of your organization and that you're providing the right content for that candidate to make a decision to join your organization. And then I would say the other piece of it, too, is what's your process look like when you start to take a look at that application and interview mm. process, you know, making sure that you are setting that candidate up for success. I mean, that's, that's critical. It's, you know, you, you really want that candidate to be successful in the process. And so it's looking at things like providing tips on your website for, um, writing their resume perhaps, or maybe it's guidance on what your process is going to look like so that they're prepared for going through that process. Or maybe it's tips for interviewing. Um, the whole idea behind it is number one is to make them feel comfortable in that process, but also to make sure that they are successful in that process and ultimately you're able to hire them and bring them on board. So I think those are kind of a, a couple of different ways that you know you can kind of look at it initially. Um, and then ultimately, like I said, that onboarding process is, is critical. Um, but I would say, you know, really kind of those initial touch points is uh, probably a, a, a good first place to start. Hey, I, I, I want to hone in on something you just brought up because I'm fascinated by it. So like the tips and prepping them for being in the process. I'm a huge proponent of that. Uh, it was like coaching the candidate, right? And That's I, right. You know, we, we talk about this on we talked about this on the show multiple times. That so there's this, I don't know, attitude out there. Some TA teams will go, well, I'm not going to coach the candidate because then they'll have a leg up on getting the job and you won't see their true self at the interview. Well, out of the, at the same time, they're paying a recruiter like 20 grand. And I promise you they're coaching their candidate. Yep. You know, and I, it, so it sounds like, so are you really doing that to coach the candidate and make sure it's a better experience? We are. And, and yeah. one of the big things too, Luke, that we're focused on, and I kind of talked about this in our session is, um, you know, we're looking at our process from a diversity, equity, and inclusion perspective. Mm -hmm. So we're putting on that lens to say, is what we're doing fair? Is what we're doing equitable? Is it providing a good experience for all candidates? out there. And, you know, one of the things that we look at when it comes to providing guidance and advice and tips is a lot of times maybe some of those more underserved communities that perhaps don't have access to the resources. 100%. Right. And so yeah. what we're trying to say is, hey, come join Memorial Herman. We're open. You know, we have career opportunities for all different types of individuals. Um, we want to make it easy for them to, as I mentioned, easy for them to find what they're looking for easy for them to apply. Um, you know, one of the things that we recently did is we removed um, a high school diploma requirement from our entry-level jobs um, so that we could, um, again, ha you know, provide that outreach and, and opportunities for some of those individuals that maybe haven't had opportunities. Sure. Um, you know, we are, again, working on providing tips and um, best practices for those candidates, uh, perhaps that maybe don't have those resources. So we kind of look at it from that perspective as well, just to make sure that not only that we're giving them, um, you know, the tools to be successful, but that everybody has access to that. That's so cool to hear. I mean, you know, you're doing an awesome thing in the community, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a big part of what we do, right? I mean, Memorial Herman is really focused on making an impact 
in the community. And, and that's kind of our goal and, and our mission is, you know, making sure that we're serving the community, we're serving patients. And it also, of course, includes candidates. And so, you know, that really translates over into our world. You know, uh, obviously, we've got a great mission from a healthcare system perspective and the patients in the community, but it translates over into talent acquisition and how we treat our candidates, right? And so we want to make sure that we're, uh, we're focused on that from, from our perspective and from a hiring perspective as well. Wow. Are there any tips and tricks for uh, leaders to share with recruiters directly of how they can improve just on a daily basis? Again, I'm interested in little little action items that we, we can get results today with. You yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. So um, I, think the, I think the big thing is, um, you know, as we think about, uh, you know, how you treat candidates coming yes. through the process, right? I think that's a big thing is um, just being prepared for those candidates when you're talking with them. Um, making sure that you know a little bit about the candidate in that process, making sure that you have some key selling points on the area that you're you're focused on, uh, making sure, I mean, just little things, right? Making sure that you're on time for uh, screens and interviews, um, you know, making sure that you are um, focused on providing a positive candidate experience during that conversation, right? So everything should be really honed in on how do I provide a good experience for this candidate? And also just uh, one thing I always try to talk about with the candidate experience is put yourself in their shoes. Yeah. Right. How would you want to be treated as a candidate? What is it you want to see? What is it you want to hear from a candidate? And so I would encourage leaders as you're talking with recruiters to really focus on that and say, put yourself in the candidate's shoes and and really provide that good experience. Um, Because a lot of times, you know, those candidates also are interviewing us just like we're interviewing them, right? especially in healthcare. So a lot of them have other opportunities, maybe two, three, four other opportunities that they're looking at. So it's not just us interviewing them and they're looking at us to say, hey, is this the right spot for me? And that first impression a lot of times is their conversation with the recruiter, right? It's the first kind of uh, conversation that they might have with somebody from Memorial Hermann. And so it's really important for us to, to think about that because that could make or break their decision. Oh, it absolutely can. Yeah. It absolutely can. So now is now that it's a little post pandemic, how how is the the structure evolved from in person and virtual interviews? Is it uh is it a hybrid model? Are you back to doing most of the interviews in person or how how's it working for you right now? It is. It's hybrid. Um yeah. we're definitely doing more interviews now in person, which is good. Awesome. Um, but we typically like to start out with virtual interviews. Sure. So we will encourage our hiring managers to really do as much as they can virtually. And then ultimately, we'll bring in probably the final candidates for those on-site interviews. Of course, it depends on the area. You know, a lot yeah. of times, of course, in healthcare, you're also going to bring them in perhaps maybe for a panel interview or perhaps a job shadow as well. Um, but yeah, we, we've got sort of a, a hybrid model. One thing I'll mention as as you think about that piece, though, is and and this is a kind of a, a focus on the experience as well is to try to do things quickly in healthcare. Yes. And that's one thing that, that we just talked about and had a lot of feedback from the audience on was moving candidates quickly through the process. And so what we've done is we've created a, uh, a streamlined offer process where we're trying to do on the spot offers for hiring managers. So while we do have virtual interviews and then we bring them in for on sites, what we try to do is combine that on-site interview with a panel and with a job shadow. 
and then ultimately have that candidate walk out the door with a verbal offer, if possible. And that way we're not letting them go out the door, right? And then we have to follow up with them 24 or 48 hours later. We're we're having that hiring manager say, hey, if I like this candidate, I'm going to make you what we call an intent to offer. And then that candidate knows when they walk out that door, I've got an offer coming. And now it's just a matter of the recruiter contacting them and going through the details with them. How long have you been doing that for? So we actually just started this last year, and it's been really effective for us, especially in critical areas like nursing. Sure. Um, you know, our, our team's done a great job with this. Uh, our nurse recruitment team, our nurse recruitment leaders, uh, TA managers, as well as the team have really embraced this, as well as leaders. Um, you know, hiring managers have also embraced it, not in all areas, but, you know, we're working in, in that direction and, and hoping to get everybody on board with it. We also do it in areas like imaging uh, and respiratory, but it's been effective for us. I bet. Um, you know, just to make sure that we're um, trying to capture those candidates before they, they ever leave that uh, that or the, the organization and um, you know, maybe they, you know, that'll help them to not think about maybe those two or three other opportunities they have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's crazy because the time to source metric is so long in healthcare just as a whole. And for listeners, what I'm, how I'm defining time to source here is let's say we hired Matt. I want to know from when that rec was posted to when we sourced Matt and started interviewing them. So everything else in the process doesn't matter. It's just when, when we actually started those conversations. And to your point, like that, that takes so long. If you start adding five, ten days in the, after the fact of the process uh, without that intent to offer, you're going to lose people. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, so our goal really when we talk about that process is to streamline it as much as we can and just try to shave off a day or two here and there, right? Whether yep. that's in the screening process, whether that's in the interview process, even in the pre-boarding and onboarding process. You know, a big part of our focus now with our pre-boarding and our onboarding process is how do we shorten that up Mm -hmm. to get our candidates on quicker and to make sure we're communicating with them through the process. We've got a big focus on that with a project that we're working on and our new hire operations team has done a great job with this. And, you know, we're really starting to see the impact of it. We're reducing that time to start, reducing the, the time it takes you know, to clear for some of the background checks and the employee health checks, um, kind of reducing the time that it takes to get them in the door. And so, like I said, if you can shave off just a few days here and there, it'll provide a better experience for that candidate and you're, uh, you're less likely to lose them in the process. hundred percent. Yeah. I, I'm really curious about something and this is, uh, it's from your background, you've, you've worked at some awesome places. Like I said, you've had some really good experience. I've noticed a trend in healthcare today. I don't even know if it's fair to call it a trend as to where we're actually at. Uh, evolving technology. ATSs are getting switched out. Healthcare as a whole is moving to ERP systems and consolidating like crazy. Uh, TA leaders are left in a spot today. And this is what I'd love your opinion on is they're using the same recruitment process they've used for the past 20 years. Now they have an insert XYZ technology. I don't care what it is. Basically you have options, full desk strategy. You could do an assembly line with sources and coordinators. You could do a hybrid of both, but we're seeing like half the healthcare systems that are making these changes are really lost in your experience and in your background, have you had to evaluate this in the past and kind of see how to dial it in? Because I think there's a lot of question marks out there for folks. Yeah, no, it's it's a good point. I mean, it, you know, technology can can only go so far, right? Yeah. And and you've got to have change management. You have to have adoption of of new processes, new technology, and so that's you know that's critical when it comes to um, 
you know, being successful in the, in the hiring process. So yeah, we absolutely have that. I think, um, the biggest piece of it for us, cause we've, we've implemented a number of, of technology platforms and tools since I've been there, I've been there about two and a half years and, you know, we've really done a lot. We, I'm very fortunate, you know, um, our, our team and our leadership really embraces innovation, embraces technology, which is not Tell. typical, right? No, in it's healthcare. not in healthcare. No, it is not. <laughs> so, so we're fortunate. We've got a, a, a very innovative mindset, on our team, and and it really comes from the leadership, you know, down as well as the team. The team also, you know, really kind of embraces that as well. But the challenge sometimes, like you said, is that change management piece. Yep. It's how do we do things a little bit differently? How do we um, kind of get out of our comfort zone a little bit? And how do we um, kind of take on this new tool to have success? And so, for us, it's really about providing that upfront to say, here's what we're doing, here's why we're doing it, this is why it's important. This is how it's going to work, and here are the expectations of you awesome. um, on this team, and and this is what we need, right? This is where we need you to come in, and 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 the biggest point around that is why is that important, and what's it going to do for us? Um, I think I think a lot of times when you have those changes that come into place, you know that piece doesn't get conveyed sometimes, it's true. and so it's like. Well, we're putting this in place, but what's it really going to do for us, and why is it important? And so, for us, we've been focused on it. We don't always get it right, but you know, we've—that's part of what we do—is we we really try to focus on those key elements when we make changes and when we implement new platforms. That's great advice. That's great advice because it, it's just been like a, a mass change in healthcare right now. Consolidation on the ERP side, yep. but there uh, people are terrified. Because, yeah. the, you know, the processes haven't changed. They've been doing it for 20 years. There's not new blood coming <laughs> in, you know, like it's it's scary. Well, you know, another, another thing we do too, Luke, which is interesting is um, we have, uh, I guess what we would term our champions. Okay. Right? So when we implement a new technology, usually we know, okay, we're going to have some champions that are really going to be able to use this piece and have success with it. Maybe kind of our super users, right? The ones that always go in, always log in, always do, you know, use the platform or use the tool. And so what we'll do also is um, have them come in to the, some of our team meetings and they'll talk about what they do with it. They'll talk about how they have success with it and what they're doing to, to kind of leverage those tools and platforms. And it really helps to get others involved too and say, oh, you know what? I haven't thought about that or I haven't tried that. And so it energizes the group. It energizes or it, it engages them and it gets them to think a little bit differently in terms of how they might be able to use technology or a new tool or a new platform that we put in place as well. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's like, it's like what they do at Top Gun. We were talking about this yesterday. Yeah. Most li- listeners, we had, we had Mike Barger, fascinating guy. He was a, he was a guest uh, previously and he's a co-founder of JetBlue. He's a professor at Michigan Ross School of Business. And, but the coolest thing is he used to be the chief instructor at Top Gun. Oh, nice. So we came, I was like starstruck. Like yeah. I could barely think of questions to ask, but he told me, he's like, look, it's a train the trainer school. Yeah. He goes, we send you out to Top Gun. We send you back to your squadron. And the whole point is that you go and you train everybody else that doesn't have access to Top Guns. Like what you're explaining right now yep. is almost like your own internal Top Gun with the new tech top technology. That's it. We've got, you know, we've got a great team that, um, you know, handles our recruitment marketing, our employer branding, our, our technology platforms. And, um, you know, they're very well versed in, in what we're doing. And so they really help to um, get that out to the team. They do some trainings with the team. And then we've got some of the team members also that really become experts in, in some of those tools and technologies. And so it kind of spreads that way, right? And, yeah, yeah. And it, it helps to get others involved and engaged and kind of helps them to see and understand 
oh, okay, this is, this is what it's going to be used for. This is how it's going to be effective. And this is what it's going to do for me every, every day and, and, and making sure that it's making a difference. And I love this advice because it's worked for you. Yeah. And I think a lot of folks are going to be listening and in this position and it gives them a place to start yep. where they can be like, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen, but I have a plan. Yeah. Gonna, yep. You know, we're going to start moving forward tomorrow. Yeah. I wanted to call out too, uh, before we wrap up, just what's going on in Houston? Cause I don't <laughs> think the rest of the country notices. I notice, but listeners it, look, healthcare is very community oriented. We all know that usually the health system is the largest employer in any demographic that any geographic area that they operate in, right? Houston is one of these places in the United States where the competition is fierce. You have Memorial Herman. I'm going to rattle some off Memorial Herman, Houston Methodist, Harris health, MD Anderson, UT health, Houston. What am I missing? Some? No, you, you, yeah. I mean, on the children's space, you got Texas children's as well. You know, we've got a, we've got a children's hospital. That's, that's phenomenal. And, um, you know, we're, we're also competing with, you know, the, the children's hospitals of the world and, and even up in, into Dallas and and Dallas, Fort Worth area, right. And Austin and San Antonio. So, it is. It's a, it's a competitive market. And, um, you know, like I said, I've, I've been there for about two and a half years. I was in Atlanta prior to that, which is also a competitive market. But the thing with, with Houston in particular is um, we have the, the, the Texas Medical Center or the Texas Medical Complex. And for those that, that don't know, it's actually the largest medical complex in the world. I didn't know that. In Houston. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So it's the Texas Medical Complex. And I didn't, moving to Houston, I thought, well, how big, big can it be? Right. Yeah. And I went down there and, and just did kind of a tour through there. And it is a city unto itself. It like is how massive. big are we talking? Oh, I mean, it, it goes for blocks and blocks and blocks. Really? I mean, it is, um, yeah, it's, it's huge. And it's got, you know, not only does it have healthcare organizations and hospitals, but it has learning institutions. It's got, you know, academic centers, um, research centers. And so it's, it's amazing. And so it really brings a lot of that. Um, element here when it comes to healthcare, it brings organizations here, it brings talent here, but it also is a lot of competition as well, <laughs> right? And yeah. so, so it's you know it's great for Houston, but it also provides a challenge for us because we're competing with all of those organizations you just mentioned, and so that's really one of the things I, you know, it's it's challenging, but I also like it, yeah, because it really keeps you on your toes. And as I'd mentioned, we uh, are fortunate because we've got um, an innovative mindset on our team and also with our organization and our leadership. And we're always willing to try new things, to step out of our comfort zone and to say, how can we continue to move talent acquisition forward at Memorial Hermann to continue to move our organization forward? Um, So we're always looking at new ideas, new technologies, new ways to do things because we know that we need to stay on the the forefront, right? We need to stay on the cutting edge. We need to make sure that we're tapping into those tools and platforms and processes to compete against some of those organizations. And so for, for us, it's, it certainly is a challenge, but it's also an opportunity for us as well. It, it really is. Yeah. I, mean, I call it out because it's, it's like the innovation hub for healthcare TA right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's not, exi- it doesn't exist anywhere else. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's pretty awesome. And, you know, I love it because I love, new technology and innovation and, you know, just what's the latest, greatest things out there. Not, not just because it's new technology, but like, obviously it needs to work for your organization. But I think, you know, one of the things that um, I always tell people is just go out and, and research things, right? Go out and take a look at what are some of the new tools out there? What are some of the new platforms? Talk with people. You know, we're at Knacker, of course, right now. There's, 
a big exhibit hall here with all kinds of vendors, you know, people that I know about, but then there's some that I don't know about. So I've made it a point to get around and, and see some of those organizations and ask them, hey, what do you do? And, you know, what do you focus on? And, and where might they be able to support Memorial Hermann? Because we're always looking for, you know, those those new channels, new platforms, new tools to be able to kind of continue to, to drive us forward. That's so cool. And you're so right. I mean, the, the exhibitors here are awesome. And there's new technologies I haven't even thought of yet. Yeah. And then they're explaining. I'm like, oh, that to- totally makes sense. Absolutely. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Well, I'll tell you what. For the last few minutes, we just give you a chance to say whatever you want. The floor is yours. If it's basically now your Ashra podcast, uh, you can give shout-outs to people, tell them happy birthday, tell them why they can, should work for uh, – Memorial Herman, right? Got 70,000 <laughs> listeners. That's so right. Rip. That's <laughs> right. Well, first, I'll give a shout out to my team and my leadership because, um, you know, I've been very fortunate to be able to join an organization that is uh, it's just it's just such a great organization from, like I said, from the leadership on down, um, in particular, our talent acquisition team, my leaders on our team, um, uh, my boss and, and just everybody that works in, in talent acquisition uh, at Memorial Herman is just phenomenal what they do. And so um, I'm very fortunate to, to be able to work with a team like that and do what I do. Um, you know, I I've, I've, haven't been in healthcare my entire career, um, but, you know, healthcare is um, a, a great industry to be in. It's, as you mentioned, you know, it's we're, we're focused on the mission. We're making an impact every day. And so I'm fortunate to be able to, to work in this industry. Um, and, you know, I think, obviously, you know, when we, when we think about um, – healthcare and, and this industry, um, you also want to kind of take a look as we talked about kind of outside the industry as well. So um, one of the things I make it a point to do is not just look at um, healthcare organizations, healthcare conferences, you know, looking at healthcare in general, but take a step outside that. Look at other industries, look at other organizations, attend other conferences, um, even if it's, you know, general conferences or technology conferences, because that's a lot of times where you'll get some good ideas as well. Um, so that's something that I kind of I kind of focus in on as well. But yeah, very, very fortunate to work at an organization like Memorial Hermann. Um, great brand, um, great employer brand, um, you know, certainly attract a lot of talent every year and um, just excited about what the future holds for the organization. We're growing we're expanding. You know, we have a lot of growth at our, our hospitals and our um, different campuses. And so, you know, we're going to continue to attract the best and brightest um, from, from healthcare to non-clinical. So, um, yeah, just excited about what the future holds with uh, with this organization. Matt, thanks so much. I really enjoyed spending this time with you. Uh, you made, you're already making great contributions at the conference. I can tell you that. So we appreciate it. You're always welcome back. Okay? Thank you, Luke. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Asher listeners, that's a wrap. 